All right. Uh, we're beginning to uh, begin the show, and we have Alita, and she knows before we start the show, the guests get to dedicate it. So, Alita, what would you like to dedicate the show to? Um, I would like to dedicate the show to all of the actors that are out there that are hard of hearing or deaf that we aren't seeing much of. Yeah. Um, and I hope that maybe we can incorporate some of those actors into some of our films someday. That'd be nice. Yeah. Is there a certain reason for the motivation? To... My grandson was born uh, a couple months early and he ended up losing his hearing because of it. Um, it was restored to be lost again. And now it's been restored again, and we're waiting to see how much he can hear us. But okay. yeah, so wonderful, wonderful. All right, we're back with Alita Cottrell, right? Cottrell. Cottrell. Did yeah. I get Yeah, I got with your first name right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cottrell. Um, and you let, let the audience know what is your specialty and what's your correspondence to film? Um, I am a makeup artist and a visual effects artist, special effects artist. Um, I work primarily in uh, film. Yeah. With. The special effects. Most of my movies are usually heavy with the special effects. I I can't recall a movie where it's ever been um, real real easy. A um, lot of blood, a lot of you know different so many different liquids to do right. so many different things. And I think people understand don't really comprehend how important visual effects is because even if a movie is not really visual effects dominated, you still is a component to film that you really should pay attention to. It it really is whether the movie's in black or black and white or color, there's I mean even the shadowing in a black and white movie, I mean that you you really have to think about that. You have to think about, you know, the physics of it and and then do the makeup accordingly um i prefer when they're in color because then i can really see where where i'm putting stuff but um a lot of, and also a lot of them are shot in in the dark so it's easy if you screw up if you screw up sometimes the the what yeah it, it does it does uh i get really really nervous when the when the set is more lit up it's like okay um you there's no room for error here so um and i i guess i just i was trained to do brides but that just was never my thing yeah i just really once i got into my first movie with special effects with uh, a company up north called Pirates du Nord um they really made me bring my SFX game and I I knew very little at that time and they kind of threw me into the deep end and I so, so figured it out <laughs> so you, it's almost like you learned on the job as well I did because at the time my school really didn't have uh that wasn't something that 
specialized in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that they're doing um, more now in the school. I've seen uh, some of the pictures from some of the special effects classes. And I think that's great because um, there's only like a handful of us females that are out there actually doing the special effects um the same like the same five people you'll find on on a lot of movie sets and i, I forgot her name and she, uh she was a wonderful um makeup effects artist but she's the one that designed the creature for the creature for the black lagoon and she was a woman and they never gave her credit for it it's almost like they were embarrassed that they were going to this woman was going oh to that's it. horrible and um she never got credit she always appreciated it. i can't remember her name it's a simple google search if they find but it was a woman. She conducted the complete outfit, which surprisingly, she nobody ever caught on. It's intentionally made to look feminine as well. The creature from the Black Lagoon is actually supposed to be more of a female than actually a male and does actually female gestures. I'm thinking of it in my head right now, and you're right. It was more, it had a more... Feminine. Yeah, 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 more hourglass figure. She, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was wonderful. And, and finally, I think in the last 10 years, that the studio has finally get her a credit. So they readjusted the production and gave her a credit for. And that's why they never talked about it. They never give her a full credit, which is surprising. That That's horrible. And I don't think we're looked on, um, to be quite honest, I don't think the females that here work here in, in Minnesota are given their their due credit for right. for what they do because it's just automatically assumed that a man is going to be the one that's going to create that monster for you or that you know only a man has what it takes to do what another man wants and i've seen countless times these other women and myself just defy that so um i'm very proud of them they're all great when you, and I like to talk about the Department of uh, Special Effects and Makeups because I don't think a lot of people who make movies regard it as central. A lot of horror people think, like, yeah, but there's almost like a secondary, all right, I got my casting done, I got my story done. And let's think about the special effects. It's almost like a secondary thought where I think maybe it should be a little more in the forefront of what you want to do. Well, special effects can take many different forms. Okay. That's the wonderful thing about it. And I have a perfect story uh on where it can get <laughs> where it can get really really fun. Uh Brian Stenerson and Ben Dreitz, we were doing the feature film last year, uh Ben and Christoph, yeah. um which is in post right now. Uh, I'm not sure. I believe it's done being edited. Can you talk about it? Um not yet. Uh, I think Adri was on your show, and Adri might have mentioned it. Yeah. And so um, I had Adri. He was the lead, and another actor, Trevor Simmons. I don't know if you know if you're familiar with him. He's kind of a newer actor. And um, Ben comes up to me and he goes, "I got a special favor," and he goes, "You're you're gonna think I'm strange," and and I said, "What is it?" And he goes, "Can you make poop?" <laughs> And I Well, everybody can. <laughs> yeah, but he he wanted not he did not he did not want my own personal. He we he did while well, he he did want me to uh, manufacture some, some fake fake fake, yeah. fake feces. 
and um, and I I'm like, why on earth? Because I try not to read the scripts. I don't want to get. I don't want to okay. go too far down the rabbit hole. I right. want to stay and I'm focused on the areas I need to. And I said, why on earth would you would you need me to do that? And he explained the scene. And so I created two different kinds of poop. I created the nice healthy kind, and then I created some not so healthy kind. And then I thought, this okay, this this can get better. I like you because you provide options. <laughs> I love having options. Well, they're they ended up. I'll just say they ended up in a latrine. So this is why there were options. Okay. <laughs> so I go running into the kitchen because we're doing this all at at Ben's house late at or at, at, at Brian's house late at night. Okay. And um, I go running into the kitchen and I'm laughing so hard and and nobody knew why I was laughing because I knew what I was about to say and it was funny. I looked at Brian and I said. Do you have a can of corn? <laughs> and he, he, I saw the it take, you know, the two yeah, seconds yeah. to compute. Right, and he's right. like, he's like, yes, we do. We have corn. And I said, and I, I need just a couple squares of toilet paper. And so when you see this scene in the movie, pay really close attention to the end of Trevor Simmons' okay. nose. He's got some toilet paper. And every time he breathes in and out, it's just. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank it, the movie's a comedy, so it's it's yeah that that's why, and I would say that was one of my more fun nights. It's not it's not always blood and guts. What what's the name of? The, do you know the title of it? Uh, the Adventures of Benjamin. Uh, the Adventures The Adventures of Ben and Christoph is what I've been calling it. Uh, okay. Um, Kel, it's, it's Keller not- Benjamin Keller and Christoph Schultz. Okay. And it's a Minnesota-made film. We definitely, when it comes and our release and people can find it, we definitely have to shout it out to, to the podcast world and make sure everybody catches it. Yeah. Yes, that was so a it's really not a horror movie. It's more like a funny. Oh no, it's not. It's 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 a, a World War II uh, comedy. Yeah. So it was a period piece, and everybody was. It was it was a lot of fun to make. We were we went all over the state with it. It was so much fun. I, I do like that because everybody thinks special effects, makeup. Oh, you're you're concentrating on horror, and no, I, I think special effects and it applies to any kind of film you're making. I've even made a Santa Claus, really? like an absolute. I mean, he was absolutely perfect, and then they wanted him to have fangs. So that's where, <laughs> so things went, yeah, things went a little south when they handed me the fangs and I was like, oh gosh. And then, and then it was, we were filming in October and then it started to snow and I was like, we did this. We did this, me and, and, and Andrew Hunt. And yeah, we made it snow in October. I'm like, this is all our fault for making a Santa Claus. Oh, you got to work with Andrew. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. oh yeah, he's great. He's you got I, energy, that spare. Well, it was a um, Reamer and Larson vehicle and Andrew okay. was the director on it, so. Um, he's a previous guest of the show and he's a friend of the show and he's always helped out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's, uh, yeah, he's a really good director. I really like him. And, and just to have a warning, when you work on a set with Andrew, it's not gonna be quiet. Oh, he, he's he he. You know what? He's a very in charge of his set, and I. That's yeah. yeah he he runs a tight ship, and I I appreciate that. No, no, just many, a lot of a lot of directors are kind of reserved, kind of quiet, and let the other. But Andrew, I think, is very he's, motivated. Yes, yeah. yes. He he knew what he wanted. He knew yeah. what he wanted from everybody there, and and he got it. So. I think I think like a, we just had Alan Parker passed away. 
um, who did like Angel Heart and Bugsy Malone. Yes, and, and yes. He, he does special effects, and he's kind of the, like the director that gets feeds on the energy of making the movie. And then the editing part is where he really kind of like it's more taxing to him. But I think he more feeds on the energy of just all the chaotic and anarchy and the fun of making a movie. And then, oh, I got to piece it all together. Where a lot of directors run and just make it and they have fun editing it. But I think Alan Parker and Andrew is kind of like the same camp of feeding on the energy of making the process. I wasn't there for their editing process, but it it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. And then Brian Brian Stenerson and and Ben Dreitz from Minnesota Made Films, they have a completely different approach to directing. And theirs is is, just as equally as effective. Yeah. but completely different they have a, a much more relaxed atmosphere and and um you know not not real strict and they like to laugh and and make fun of the situation quite a bit so yeah. it's just basically it's nothing i wouldn't say wrong it's just a different point no of perspective, right? and it also depends on what movie you're shooting i mean the yeah. one that An- i was on with andrew was a lot more intense than the one that <laughs> i was on with i mean yeah that was a horror movie where where ben and, and brian were making a comedy so and i remember um jonathan demi talk about making science of lambs and how it's actually more fun it was actually they enjoyed and they were having a good time it's actually a party atmosphere because he says what we're doing is really a horrifying movie and i don't want to we rather than make it a depressing movie let's have fun doing it and actually enjoy it well i don't know yeah. what their idea of fun but, would have been for <laughs> something like that but we always made sure it was uplifting and let's enjoy making this movie than rather just really don't actually what the story is so i um i've also had the opportunity to be um entered my films have been entered into uh, uh many of the fests i've been in at least one of of each one of the fests and um have taken uh an award home for either practical or or straight up special effects um well congratulations well yeah but yeah, yeah that's the thing is there's, there's those of us that practice uh special effects the small group we all i mean we're all getting the the same awards it's it's just you know i mean it's 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 really really nice to be recognized you know by your community it really really is um because you know that's who's you know you know that's who's picking you as other actors other directors uh, you know and and, yeah this is a selection committee yeah yeah, and and you know that they're into film i mean they're so it's it's nice it's nice to have that and i hope that anybody working in film with makeup gets that recognition at some point did you always wanted to work in movies? No, <laughs> no. I um, I walked into being a makeup artist. I stumbled into movies and fell flat into special effects. <laughs> so I love that linear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I um, no. It just it was it was thrown at me. A man named Mike Gaynor, who runs the Pine City Pioneer, which is I live up north. Uh, I was pounding the pavement. I was giving my cards out to anybody that would take them. And it was like nothing was happening. I'm like, this, it's been months. I mean, I should be working. And I met this man and he said, there's going to be two guys coming for you. And he goes, and they're going to love you. And I'm like, what would they be coming for me for? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and then I got contacted by them and they said, we need a, we need a makeup artist for uh, our movie and can you come to Moose Lake and and work with us? We're doing uh, one day shoot for the forty eight hour um, 
that was being held up in Duluth. Uh, the 48-hour film fest. Um, yes. If I could just, if you're not, if your listeners from around the world don't know, it's simply a contest. So you have 40 hours to write a script, make a movie, and submit it all in 48 hours. Yeah, so, and then there's usually a prop that they make you that they incorporate yeah. into the so script. So they give you a prop and say, "Well, they give you, they tell you what it's got to be." Yeah. Um, so there's certain guidelines to that, so you can't just go off on your own. But you, yeah, you work on yourself. Yep, and I helped write the story, and then I did all the makeup for for it. It's called The Debtor Home, and you can you can find most of my movies on YouTube. They're they're all shorts. Um, and what isn't? Do you have uh, your own YouTube channel? Sorry, I do, and I don't know. I am. I have been talking with <laughs> some of the people in our community, and I I really need somebody to walk me through some of the finer points of being on the computer because <laughs> I'm I'm a techno tard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I struggle electronically. My wife is, has the, the the degrees of like electronically so yes i under i feel your pain even though i run my own podcast i understand that yeah, yeah i'm on like my third website i cannot figure out how to keep it going and so honestly i i mean as bad as this sounds i really don't put a lot into advertising myself i pick what work i think applies and i pretty right. much give that to the director i don't have a reel yet that's being worked on right now um so i am also a little awkward on advertising myself yeah. it doesn't feel natural to me a lot of people are very easy about doing that and i still i i agree with you it's a lot harder well a lot of the younger girls that are graduating from the school that i went to they're you know because they're more in this generation that's that stuff is so second nature to them yeah. and i'm a little bit older you know <laughs> than they are yeah. um i mean i have a grandson they don't even have children yet they're all you know some of them <laughs> some of them aren't even old enough to drink and they're just really good with it and i just yeah. want i want to say to them you know like hey you need to come to my house and help me because i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> so it's mostly word of mouth i you know i think it's lady is a little bit generational because i feel awkward promoting myself constantly and i I've, like i've written my own comic book and i really have a tough time doing it on my show and part promoting it on my show because i feel the guest is more important i'm not going to talk about myself i want to talk about the guest well but, i yeah. was gonna actually bring that up and tell what? you that i did see snippets of your uh of your comic book as it was being edited oh yes yes, yes. um i you know uh, it's very nice you, i think you you know zachary Liverseed. zachary liverseed yep liverseed um and he's going to be coming on our show in a couple months he's very busy right now making his own movie. yeah he's up in my he's up at my house he's up well this the we're in pre-production and the film site is like a mile from my house so he's been up there working building sets so that's what he's doing right now um, yeah so zachary and he's making his own movie um a wonderful opportunity just by chance uh he came down to help me edit it my book um I, i'm kind of the person that needs somebody to edit i can't self-edit i will miss grammatical errors or something but he came down here edit the third book of my story and so as we're doing the process and he has another project that we were helping out, but it was just, it was one of those things I reached out and I like, can anybody help? And Zach's like, well, I have a little bit of a couple of weeks I can help you out before I get started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's a wonderful person. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to their, their movie that they're making. Oh, it's, it's, yes. I'm the, um, well, I'm key makeup 
and special effects, but we also have uh, a visual uh, effects guy working. Um, we're casting molds. We're doing stuff that I haven't seen anybody do yet. Now, I think and this is the same movie Blair Smith is helping out, right? Blair is on this. And he's a previous um, guest. He's been on my show, I believe, twice already. Yeah. Yes, and Blair, will, we're going to be um, practicing uh, really strict COVID rules, but uh, everybody's going to be kind of camping up north those that don't want to make the drive back down to the cities we've set up accommodations and we are shooting at an old asylum oh really i love movies that shoot in old asylum we got special permission to shoot at this this asylum uh the owners generally don't want anybody on the property but since we didn't want to destroy the place like other people they gave us permission so we are we are shooting in a very very unique very hard to find location i know you don't want to reveal where it is it kind of came up on but that's nice that you have like a, it's a primary the primary location or just one no of this is the uh first half of the movie is this okay. is is and i i don't think it's going to look like an asylum you're going to have to catch our behind the scenes reel because i think that that's what zach's doing right now is he's transforming the asylum into something else but okay. it's got the room to do it so well yeah yeah um so, and it's on the lake, so people can fish in between scenes. <laughs> so. You always need an outlet of in between takes. I've always been on sets, but like there's a lot of downtime, and you need something. To yeah, I'm gonna tell bit. everybody, hey, here's some fishing poles. Go, go ahead, you know. So, um, Ever, Ever G. Robertson was famous, and he's like, "You're not paying me to act; you're paying me to keep me here." <laughs> <laughs> he's a cool guy i've heard so i've heard some good ones since i've been in the film industry um who was it uh nathan johnson with the um with the kettle river project he goes he goes um i make i make money or i make films and when i'm not making films i make money so he just and he summed up pretty much every director and yeah, you know yeah. in minnesota yeah. with that so um yeah there's a lot of really great directors and producers up north that there are wonderful people that are making small little short films that are just utterly fantastic that are mm -hmm. like like it's ignored because they don't have full features but they're wonderfully crafted done some micro shorts and some yeah. regular shorts but it would be great if some of those minneapolis people started to think outside the box because um zach found that with filming this movie that we had more access and more resources to stuff and we weren't being you know crowded into a box like yeah. an apartment building or a neighborhood we had a, we have a little bit more freedom to shoot and I think, space, yeah. yeah, so I think more directors and producers should start looking more towards up north for, for, you know, otherwise we're all just going to keep shooting the same stuff over and over again. Do you have your own little studio where you make your special no, effects? No, I oh. can't even, I, I barely work the computer very well. <laughs> no, I am. Um, do you I, mostly do it like on set? I do, I do. And okay. if I'm doing something particularly complicated, I'll clear the room or I'll clear the room if it's somebody that may have a medical condition right, or yeah. something like that. But I like to give each one of my clients privacy to get ready. It's not, sometimes this is a very intricate process yeah. and you can end up becoming very familiar with the, their bodies and sometimes they don't want an audience for that so they'd yeah they'd rather just <laughs> right, let's little yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, just just getting to just getting the makeup and stuff put on. They don't, you know, for for them, they don't want, you know, they just want to be ready and then leave the room ready. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's people have this persona that you're an actor that you want an audience constantly. But no, no, no. A lot of times when it comes to the special effects, even if it's just a black eye or whatever. um, And that was where I was going to tell you before circling back to the to um, when Adri was on your show and it was around the time that we were filming that feature we were doing other kind of special effects for that movie too we were doing stuff like black eyes and cut lips cut brows so things that weren't as gory but are still considered special effects so um there's all just so many different types it's not just horror films yeah no i really want to emphasize it because a lot of people have this misnomer that up makeup artist special effects fully solely concentrates on horror movies and it's just not the case that any movie needs it some way or the other yeah um we're gonna take a little break and then sure. uh we'll have more with alita i want to talk a little bit about costuming oh oh wow okay, okay sure do you read books do you live by small bodies of water surrounded by trees and other wildlife is that geese shit if the answer to any of these questions is yes you have found a home here at the Brook Reading Podcast. Each week, I read a book while nestled in my small New Jersey apartment and gaze out the window at a brook. Then I jump online, talk about it, ask for your opinions, and bitch about something for approximately five minutes. If you would like to join this madness, check out the Brook Reading Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or on the Radio Public app. Let's step into some animal feces together. All right, we're back with uh, Alita um, costuming, and I was uh, kind of lead in for that before our inter- interruption here, our break. Um, do you work with costume, or do I you think about do. it before you start? I do, I do. Uh, well, if I'm asked um, to help with costume and hair, yeah, that's another thing. There's when a director asks things of a makeup artist, a lot of times I think that um, they're not taking into account there's some stuff we were not trained for. That is self-taught, like special effects. All my special effects are self-taught. I was given the stuff to do special effects from school, but no basic knowledge of how to use them. So I had to sit down and learn and teach myself. Um, And this goes with upgrading to being able to do actors hairstyles and you know them not have to worry about bringing somebody else in to make sure that the hair gets um done right and looks good for especially if it's like a period piece or something like that yeah um so it it really does depend um if they how low of a budget they're working with right um, and it kind of comes down to money like your options right you know. and so um i have absolutely been in uh, many thrift stores walmarts all that looking for things for either props or for for wardrobe um i remember a certain i can't remember what which one it was i think maybe it was uh, the devil rejects rob zombie going with the makeup artist and they're shopping at goodwill for costuming (laughs) 
That's and that's yeah. that's how you do it because yeah. a lot of times in the movies and the ones that we do, it's very rare that the characters have a lot of money or right. you know. So it's more a specific look we're going for, yeah. and thrift stores seem to do a pretty good job of. Especially if you have that certain like it looked like a seventies slasher film, and they're not going to you know they wear that cheapy kind of. Yes, <laughs> that polyester. Yes, that 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 look, and yeah. um, or if it's something special like um, I'm. I still have Russell Johnson's lab coat in my car. I have to give that back to him. Russell, um, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me use your kitchen the other day to cook up special effects. Sorry, I forgot to give you your coat. But um, he played a mad scientist in a, a young man's first film, and uh, he forgot it, and so I was supposed to get it back to him. But um, sometimes pieces like that we have to order Right. Yes. Yeah, so like specific occupations and stuff like that. You kind of. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't just go to a hospital and steal scrubs for it. Right? <laughs> no, and believe it or not, thrift stores have an abundance of scrubs. So yeah, I don't oh, know what do. it is. Okay. Yeah, they really, really do. Um, it's sometimes, but when you, it just depends on the movie. Some some movies you can't. You have to create the the costume, which which is fun. Yeah, it's happened. I've had to I've had to do that too. So. Um, I don't know. It just, I guess, it again depends on the movie, what you need, if yeah. you can find it, if you have enough time to make it, if you can, if it's a special piece, um, stuff like that. Before you got into movies, were you really focusing on wanting to just do makeup or did the special effects come into play? Well, I had gotten to a point in my life where my kids were graduated from high school. They're all adults. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, this is my my time. I've been a mom for the last you know so many years and i thought this would be a really good time to to take that leap and to see you know instead of doing what i was supposed to do do something that i wanted to do right and i thought about what kept repeating in my life you know and i think that's a big key is is separating you know what what looks good and shiny for five minutes and then that thing that keeps repeating over and over again in your life that you end up coming back to and when i thought about it i'm like i've been doing weddings and makeup for a long time you know i should go get a formal education and turn it into a career so i did and um we're trained for classic bridal and there's no promise that you're going to get to work on a movie set. There's no, yeah. there's no pointer saying the movie people are in this direction or you should know about this page on Facebook where they all talk, you know, mm-hmm. there's none of that. And so you kind of have to like dice, you just kind of have to roll into it. The risk taking. We talk about a lot of times making movies is you have to be a risk taker. It's mm-hmm. not a safe occupation at all. No, no. The first time you're on set, you don't know any of the people. You don't know if you can trust them. Your, you know, your person. Are they all decent people? Um, where you're even driving to? What part of town you're driving to? I mean, it. it and yeah. are you going to make any money? you know when will you start making money when will it become profitable yeah it's it's a process it got to the point uh, i just want to share with you because i relate to uh much what you had to say because i was working 
it took me a long time to do what I always wanted to do as a kid was make my comic books. And now I'm 40. I've actually had the courage. It took me 20 years of being an adult to finally come back to what I wanted to do my entire life. And it got to the point where, well, if I make it, people are going to criticize it. They're going to point at the plot holes. This is going to be awful. The grammatic errors. And you get to the point like, you know, it's done. I made it. You, you know, know <laughs> there are going to be people. That's the champion for me. I finally got it done and it's out there. Yeah. There are going to be people that are going to sit there on the edge of their seat looking for stuff yeah. to pick apart. But there's also going to be people sitting on the edge of their seat because they're captivated by what they're seeing. Yeah. So for every one person that wants to pick apart your movie, there's probably 10 people who are really enjoying the story. Yeah. And that's what you that's what you kind of need to focus on. And I think we were at the um we were at the 50-50 and I had brought my sister and my niece to come. Is, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's another film festival here locally, yeah. Yes, the, yeah. yeah. And we were at the 50-50 and my sister, after we got done seeing all the movies and I had had a couple in there, The Washing Machine and uh, Hitchcock Blonde. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we all know about the Hitchcock Blonde. What about Hitchcock Blonde? Oh, it's a trope that, that you know, the Hitchcock movie is the blonde. Yes. Yeah, he always picks on the blondes. Yes. And so I did, yeah, I did this th this little three minute micro short with Alan Johnson uh, called Hitchcock Blonde. So, and that was being viewed at the end of the festival. And as we were leaving, my sister was said to me, she goes, you, you did it. And I said, did what? And she goes, you've actually left your mark on this world. Yeah. And I was, I, the other day I Googled myself and I'm like, oh, I'm Googleable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I, I turned to my husband and I'm like, I'm Googleable. You can, you can just put my you name in. And I, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, I got really excited about that. So, I mean, if that tells you how, you know, good I am with technology, uh, I got excited because it was Googleable. <clears throat> When you're a makeup artist and you have to work with actors and actresses, do you kind of let them know, come in a little bit early? Do you kind of correspond with them about times and schedules like that? Um, I'm, I don't always meet the actors, okay. but I do always keep in contact with the directors and tell them exactly how much time I'm going to need. I need okay. to know. I need to know what. I'm trying to pick a vision out of their head and bring it to life. Yeah. And that that just doesn't happen in five minutes. So, <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Um, so um, best case scenario, just normal, some normal makeup for um, a movie would be an, an hour and a half to two hours. So that's a minimum that they're going to be in the chair. Yeah. So and that's um, just the basic. Yeah, that's just the basic, and that might be that might also be with like a bloody nose or a black eye. You can probably throw that in there in that time yeah. frame too. Um, anything beyond that, the the heavier the special effects, the more time they're going to be in the chair, the more time you're going to be in their face, yeah. and and sometimes depending on where the special effects go, you're going to be, you know, face to face with other parts of their bodies. Could be their feet. I mean, you <laughs> you don't know. I've had to I've had to make feet dirty, make make it look like somebody had been walking through a desert. So I had to give their feet that that look. And that, I kind of forget. You're right. Makeup artists just think you're working on the face. No, no, right. no. We, we got other features, right? Yeah. No, and I was I was wearing rubber gloves long before COVID. Um, <laughs> I you can no, you can ask anybody. I insisted on it. Um, it's just sometimes as a makeup artist, you are also messing with costume. You're placing the actor in the scene, yeah. and sometimes you have to move their 
their garments or adjust things. So you, it's just, you know, it's just a nice layer of protection between you and them and lets them know that you're being safe, that they're, that they're being safely handled, you know, and, and they appreciate it, you know, because I mean, somebody they don't know is putting their hands all over their, their bodies. So, so yeah, it's, you, you get to be real friendly real quick. I ask people that a lot of people that make films and they are particularly focused on one profession. When you watch another film, is what you see uh, like makeup and special effects, does that pop out in front now more than ever? Or is that something that you point out? Or is that something that you just enjoy the film as a whole first? My husband. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you started this already. My husband is gets really, really annoyed with me now because we'll be watching a movie and I'm like, why why does the lead actor look like a Dorito? You know? And he's like, I'm like, honey, do you see this? He's yes, I see it. And I'm like, but can you believe they who did this? I mean, this yeah. something happened in post, the, the the editing, they colored him wrong. I I mean, who let that get on screen? And he's like can we can we just watch the movie? Can we move on? <laughs> and we'll like we'll take a second pass at all these makeup problems. So um yeah, he gets he gets a little a little frustrated. He's like always with the hands like, you know, and pointing to the TV like I'm I'm trying to watch this, you know. I see it. They screwed up. So and that wasn't there before. That was that was not a thing until I started working in movies. And then I started uh learning about what the editors do too and how yeah. they help preserve your continuity as well. And big shout out to all the editors. They're they're fabulous. Um I have one I work with specifically, Victoria Tanley. Uh she's she's an award-winning editor and I just trust her to keep those special effects looking like how she saw them on set. Yeah. So I love female editors. I think if I made a movie I would have a female editor to it. Especially if it's something like you want to have the different combination. Like if you're making a macho action movie, maybe you want a female to edit it, or you make it, or some. Well, other she's yeah. your girl. Yeah. She, she's your girl, yeah. Victoria Tanley, and she's with uh, Death Calm Studios in Duluth, Minnesota. So easy to find her. Um, uh, she's working on Zach's movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's the. Uh, if a- you're lucky enough, you get the same kind, the same crew. You know. St- people you know and and that makes it a lot more fun i appreciate now that you when you make your own things you make your own film you make your own book you make your own comic book that the component is editing that is actually where you make the story every other thing process is to project the story but editing is really where you put all the pieces together where it's going to happen and when it's to stop and everything she's it's a masterful difficult task she's really great i mean yeah. she's worked on a handful of my movies so i've i've you know, she saved a piece of of um, very expensive special effects for one movie that uh, they hit a button on the camera and it took all the all the special effects out. And she had to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she had to painstakingly put it back in. Um but she miles of patience. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you can thank me later. And, and now it took, it took a little while for it to be explained to me. And I was like, Oh wow. I can't believe she did that. That was wow. So yeah, she, she became my, my, uh, 
one of my good good friends after that so best way i can relate is because i mentioned before i used to be a football referee i officiated yeah, football for 20, ye- 20 years and when we when we get together as a crew and like most like being on a film set you don't really know the person you don't really work them outside you just know them from being a person their job you expect them to do as a good of a job as you are and sometimes they don't and you're going to get reprimanded sometimes the person across the field is a whole referee but you're all mm-hmm. working together you're all going to take the same criticisms but when you work together and you're really good nobody notices you that's, oh and then i think that's about editing when you're really phenomenal and you're really good nobody really notices how good the editing is yeah and i, I correspond that with like a like especially with football it's, you know you're not there to be noticed you're there to make it yeah. yeah, and she's she's finally getting uh, the recognition that I think is due her. So that's nice to see. Um, and she's always up for a project. She, just, she It's like, you know, it's just her thing, you know, like superheroes are my thing. She just loves to edit. She can't pass up a good edit. So... Um, Which is a very strong component, especially anybody making a film. I think you really have to sit down and how would you edit it? Because that is a feature into the movie that doesn't really people get pay attention to that's really emphasized there was a crew member that said something to me on a set uh earlier this year he said um he said everybody that works on a movie thinks that their job is the most important and i told him that i disagree i said there's no movie with just one person i said it takes all of us working together you know as a team to bring our own respective arts and combine them together to make something i said you can't take any of those pieces away and get the same result so to think that the sound man is the most important or the the lighting guy is the most no everybody is the most yeah. important everybody it takes it takes a team for a reason <laughs> you know that was um sam head and she does her um tv show and her podcast um, now you know mm-hmm. and she she asked goes you love movies and how come you've never made your movie yet and i was like it's not a singular thing. You have to find a group of people that you want to work with. It's nobody ever just makes a movie. Right. You make a movie with other people. There's a, it's a moving piece. It's not, it's a one art medium that you need a collaboration with. You really yeah. do. And you really hope that people are, when you present their, your project to them, that they're going to be as passionate as you are. And you yeah. can't always guarantee that. And that's how you sometimes lose crew members or, you know, things just don't always finish how they started and and that's the the most important part is surround yourself with people that are just as passionate about seeing that project come to fruition as you are and then you know you're you're onto something i've been on quite a few sets already in the last couple of years and i have to say when everybody works together and they actually enjoy what they're doing it is so fun it is it is so magical how you can have 30 people in a room and they have the same amount of fun and passion and enjoyment of doing art Doing mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. Yes. It, it's wonderful. Yes. I never intended to work in movies, but I, I can honestly say that once I hit my first set, I knew that there was no going back. Really? I, I just, it was a sense of, to not to be sound cliche, but it, I felt like I was coming home. Like I, I just. It just fits right in. It, it it fit it fit in with who I was as a person, and then to you know be okay at it, and then to get better at it as I went. It's been you know, I mean, 
from the you know original formula to where we are now, it's changed so much. I had an art instructor in college who said, if you find something, a profession that you feel more comfortable doing than sitting in your living room, <laughs> you found what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm one of those people. I'm like, here, let just let me. And I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, to put. I've had, well, I had to push a a, a makeup artist aside once because I just knew I could do it better. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I got it. I got it. It's it's good. You go ahead. And you have have a drink or whatever. And yeah, so because it, it was just something I just felt like I had to get my hands on. So. And it was a lot of fun. Um, since you already are in a profession, are you still consider yourself learning about it still? Oh, gosh, yes. I'm, I'm doing stuff with Zach that I haven't seen anybody else do. Okay. He's asking. Uh, I mean, he's really set the bar high. And I'm only 5'3". <laughs> so um, it's okay. And so I'm just I'm just gathering all my all my little stepping blocks because I'm going to be I'm determined to to do this and thankfully I have other visual effects artists that are yeah that are working with me because they couldn't they can't do what I can do and I can't do what they can do but together we can make this thing yeah. so um so that's that's been a really exciting part to the summer is to be able to work on this project uh he could have went with any any other makeup artist but he chose me and so i feel really lucky to work with these people every movie i'm doing this year is really heavy visual effects and one of them is actually pretty special i'm working with the Hmong community they have reached out to our filmmakers okay and they are their um film industry is on life support essentially they have one production crew left that's that's trying to produce movies and that's just here in Minnesota. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not speaking, you know, national nationally or internationally or anything. Um, and so they've, uh, brought, uh, I, they brought me in and I in turn brought in other people like, uh, Reamer and Larson or, or Reed, Reed, um, Reamer and, uh, Victoria Tanley to edit. And then yeah. I reached out to a, a special effects artist in Nigeria and he's going to be helping with the visual effects. Uh, so we're going to have CGI on this and okay. uh, yeah. And well, you, you mentioned before that you're kind of computer struggling. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why I'm leaving the computer stuff to other people. Um, I'm, the, I'm the practical one with her hands covered in blood. So, yeah, and then uh, and then I'm doing another uh, science fiction movie called The Survivor with the Kettle River Project up in uh, more northern Minnesota near Duluth. That gets me excited. I'm a huge sci-fi fan, and anything with sci-fi that has Survivor as a title, you're, you're, you already got me. Yeah, this one is this one. The script is already won. Uh, an award so fantastic yeah so it's just uh, you know we're all kind so of now I'm doubly excited we're <laughs> we're all just waiting kind of patiently to be able to do this around COVID so that it's safest for everybody yeah nobody wants to rush in and worry about anybody getting sick or or anything like that so these the aside from Zach's crew the other two movies I'm working on are really small crews so Okay. And they'll be shot outside, which I'm saying, if you can shoot outside right now, 
go to go ahead, especially yeah. in the little time capsule we are in right yeah, now. Yeah, it's and it's also safer for your MUA if you have an MUA on your on your project. Uh, we need air right now. <laughs> so. uh, I agree. <laughs> well, Alita, thanks for coming. Sure, this thank you for having exciting. me. I hope we had a lot of fun doing this. I think. Um, and I think it's a very emphasized when I, usually when people do uh, podcasts about film, they just think they're just going to talk to the directors and screenwriters. And I think a lot of other components need a lot of attention, especially special effects and makeups. Thank that, you. That really needs somebody to talk to because it's another component that doesn't think gets a lot of as much attention as it should need. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alita, as you know, uh, I think you've been listening to the show before. It's not over to the guest says it's over. It's over. It's not over.